Hello, everybody, and welcome to a much-needed episode of my Christian walk. Uh, it is a Monday, and uh, what's today's day? It's September 25th? You know, I should know these things. Uh, I'm recording on my Pro Max 13 phone, so I can't check the date. But welcome, uh, if you're listening to my podcast, uh, and if you are listening to my podcast, thank you. Uh, this podcast runs on different platforms. And I'm not going to lie, I wish I had more listeners. But I don't really wish that much. Because even if this reaches just one person, and it illuminates or enlightens you about the Christian experience, which is quite uh, complex to me. It's not something that I uh, can encapsulate in one simple sentence because it's just not. And so I, I do this podcast, y'all, for cathartic reasons. It brings me uh, a sense of satisfaction to do this. So today, what I, do, what I want to talk about today, everybody, welcome, is the... Um, the thought that came to mind before I started recording this morning was how insane it can be feeling wise to be a Christian. You know, um, there's a couple of absolutes that I have regarding my life and Christ and the devil and hell and my inevitable death and all the struggles, feelings, guilt, etc. that I've had and have. And I, I guess the best way to start would be to share a little bit about what I've been doing lately. So lately I got introduced to this book. I have, I'm a Kindle reader and I haven't read in a long time. As a matter of fact, I have the kind of personality where um, my mind kind of drifts to certain things and I get uh, stimulated by different things of interest. So I'm sort of, a, I guess, ADD type of person where I can hyper focus on stuff and I can also easily kind of get restless with stuff if that makes any kind of sense. I've learned in my later years how to kind of temper that and um, how to bring it uh, within control and you know that kind of controlling those urges to just sort of always be looking for stuff um, has caused me um, some beneficial results. Uh, I can stay with things more. Uh, you know, hyper-focusing, you tend to kind of get into something and then you accomplish it and then you go into something else. And um, it's, been, it's been kind of a curse for me. But, but Christianity, there is no um, doubt in my mind. And if there is, it's very, very minute that this is all there is. There's no doubt that this, I should say, is not all there is. Uh, I, I reject wholeheartedly the idea that we're all just sort of an accident. I reject the idea that there is no afterlife. I reject the idea, I reject all the um, uh, hypocrisies, I guess you could say, uh, entailed in the evolution paradigm evolutionary paradigm. In other words, let me just get off topic a little bit. So if I look at, for if you're an atheist out there, 
or agnostic, meaning you, you think there is something, but you don't really know. If you, if you break it down further and you think about the idea of, of us evolving from nothing and the Big Bang happened and, you know, multi-cellular um, organisms just sort of arose from a single cell organism uh, or a single cell and that all that, uh, you know, is how it all began and how it all evolved, then, you know, then you have to, I think, if you believe that, kind of um, defend why it is that you do anything at all that is civil or why you have emotions or why you care about anything, really. Because if we're not created in the image of God, which I believe we 1,000% are created in the image of God, then once you accept that, it's impossible to be a full atheist and believe in evolution and, and follow science 1,000% and then account for why you have feelings, why you have guilt, why should you try to be good? Why should you just do whatever you want and hurt people and kill people and you know just be a vicious, vile human being? Because what does it matter? What does it matter if you're not created? In the image of God. If you're not create, well, we learned, you know, we learned how to be civil. Well, it's um, really, I mean, really, because I would say that feelings and guilt and joy and happiness and a conscience are not things you quote learn. They're part of the whole organism that we call life. It's part of what. God created within us. And so that's sort of where I want to start today because once you accept that you're a created human being, created in the image of God, then we start getting into the pursuit of truth. What is truth? And if you look at the world, um, or I should say, when I look at the world, I look at the world, and this is what's been happening of late. I said, I was turned on to this Kindle book. Uh, by a guy named Dr. Carl Payne. And he addresses a topic that I'm very, very interested in because I think it speaks to the heart of what is difficult and easy about being a Christian, and that is spiritual warfare. Now, spiritual warfare um, lies in the arena of things that many ag agnostic and atheistic people just don't believe in or accept. So if you start talking about spiritual warfare, you start talking about the devil, you start talking about the flesh, you start talking about the world, it's gonna, it's gonna just fall into deaf ears for people that don't believe that. And that's part of the problem in conversion today. It's part of why people resist the cross. It's part of why people continually, Christians also, encountered time after time after time, hopelessness, feelings of torment, feelings of, of struggle, feelings of guilt, feelings of, guess what? Guess what? According to Dr. Payne and I, it's not like I just kind of got turned on to this and I didn't have any thoughts about this. I've always felt that Christians are in a world that feels very foreign. Here's what happens when you accept Jesus Christ. When you, when Jesus Christ, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, is made to be real to you, and you feel him, and you feel the truth of who he is, then all Scripture, New Testament particularly, starts to make sense. 
you start to see the division between spirit and the world. And guess what? The world is different than the people of the world, okay? So we're not followers, Christians are not followers of Hindu theology. We're not, uh, we're not believers in that everything is one and that God is in, you know, God is, you know, the world and God. I mean, listen, if you don't know Christ and you don't know the truth of Christ and the truth of who God is, you can come up with any kind, been there, done that, any kind of personalized explanation for the meaning of life in the world. And that is, that is uh, <laughs> quite expansive in what that can entail. If you talk to 100 people and five of them are Christian and 95 of them are not Christian, and you ask them to explain the world to you, you will get a smorgasbord of some, I'm sure, bizarre accounts of what they believe. And there's a reason for that. Because left to our own devices, I'm sorry to tell you, and this is quite biblical, that we are all depraved people. It doesn't mean, you know, this term is used a lot. Well, I try to be a good person. Good is the term I'm referring to. I try to be good. I try to live my life. Well, what does that mean? What does your definition of good mean? And is that going to be enough to make you happy? It might because your idea of happiness is living in a world without God. And that is really what the whole point of spiritual warfare is. It's the devil trying to lead you, not to the cross, but away from the cross. And as a inhabitant of the world, as Christians, we are in a foreign land, all too familiar though, in the things that we have to contend with as we look around to see what are the more popular trends that exist today. What is the culture saying is important? What is the culture saying that we should want? And when you look at that, I would say the majority of those things contained are driven by Satan, the devil. They're not driven by God. And so there is where the feeling of being in a strange, strange world comes in. The real world as a Christian that we should desire to know was the world after we pass with Christ. And that world is the eternal world. It's not the finite world. It's not the world we see today. People say, well, why does God allow bad things to happen? Well, God allows bad things to happen because we're created in the image of God and God gives us a choice. What is God supposed to do? Is he supposed to mandate and program us like robots that we only do things that God says we can do? Then therefore free will does not exist and we're not. An act of love is no act of love at all. It's an act of duty. It's an act of, of following a program. If God programs us to just do this and do that and not do this and not do that, then uh, the whole uh, experiment, if you will, of creation changes. And I would let gladly God be God and God dictate the way, dictate, I would let God dictate the whole way. That just sounds weird, doesn't it? I will let God, okay, so I gotta put a pause. I will let God decide <laughs> how God wants to run the world, okay? I think God's earned it, really. I don't think God needs me to say anything about uh, 
about how the world should operate. And you know what God says? God says, look. Well, he didn't say this. I'm paraphrasing. He says, I created you. I am overseeing the whole play of life, of the world. And guess what? There is a ending to this experience. And I'm going to tell you in Genesis from the very get-go what happened with the fall of man. And I'm going to tell you throughout the Old Testament how people struggled to follow me and how they did various rituals and how I intervened at times in, in the world. And this is recorded in books of the Old Testament and Christ is prophesied and God emerges again, this time with his son representing him and man at the same time. And I am going to uh, allow him to willfully uh, be crucified on a cross for the sin of mankind. And the only way that you can be forgiven for your sins is to accept the sacrifice I give to you. That's it in a nutshell. And that's what acceptance of Christ means in terms of being a Christian. But then we still have to contend with the world, y'all. We still have to contend with fraternizing and being around people who are not godly people. And it doesn't mean I'm being a flipping uh, prideful individual. That, that's not, it's just that there's different values. There's different values with people. So as Christians, we have to be very protective. It doesn't mean we have to be snooty. It doesn't mean we don't share our faith. It doesn't mean that we don't focus on God and pursue God and Christ in a, a, a faithful existence. It means we have to keep coming back to the cross. We have to keep coming back for the power that we need, the power that is going to sustain us through times of trial. And we're going to have an enemy that every step of the way is going to be trying to derail us. He knows he's a loser. Satan knows he's a loser. Demons who terrorize people know that they've lost, but they want to have fun and they want to pick at you just like a bully does. This is what uh, this individual that I was telling you about whose book I'm reading uh, talks about. Dr. Carl Payne talks about this. He says, Satan is like a bully. He knows he's lost. He knows the ending, but he's going to do everything he can just to mess with you. I'd say another word, but it's not appropriate for this podcast. To F with you. He's going to needle at you and he's going to try to cause you doubts and he's going to say you're not a Christian. You're not worthy. God doesn't love you and you're terrible and you've He's going to make you reflect on all the heartache and guilt of your life to just try to derail you. And without Jesus Christ and the protection of Christ, which you, we can all go as Christians go to for protection. And we got to know the truth as Christians that Jesus is the only defense we have against the wiles of the devil. We have to know the ending, y'all. We have to know. It's like watching a great movie and, you know, the ending is going to be a very happy ending. And that's what we have to, like, grab on to as a life, as a life preserver, as a life. But all right, everybody. I want to thank you for listening. This has been my Christian walk. Peace.